Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard Hello. who loved writing stories. Oh, this is brilliant. Young Howard wrote many stories and scripts. Mr. Quackers was on his magic toilet. But then one day, he grew up and discovered alcohol and laziness. So he put his writing in the attic and forgot about it. Twenty years later, Howard found his old stories and persuaded his lifelong friend Rufus to read them. Join Rufus and Howard as they embark on a mission to read everything he wrote from the age of five until now in The Worst Writer in the World. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every night But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah Woman of a no, woman of a no Worst writer in the world Worst writer in the world Rubbish writer. Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and he's been here for over 200 episodes. How long? Hooray! Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting a lot of episodes of this show. Mm. Thanks to our lovely patrons on Patreon for supporting us for an extremely long time, mm. and thanks to you for listening to over 200 episodes and never <laughs> giving us a penny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's real stay in power. That is, isn't it? <laughs> you don't give up easily, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're celebrating 200 episodes of The Worst Writer in the World show. So is this the right. two two hundred is the two, 200th episode of The Worst Writer in the World show? No, no, it isn't. That happened a few episodes ago towards oh. the end of um, The Last Olympian. But here's the thing. Oh, it yeah. depends how you count because we have done a couple of with episodes my, with on this With my hands, so I can really only get to 10 normally. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, you don't need to worry about this. Oh. Um, like if you look at your like podcast app, it will say that something like episode twelve of um, Last Olympian was episode two hundred, right? Right. But also, we've put out a couple of episodes that don't really count. Like there was an episode of Man <laughs> by Cow in there, and an episode of the Secret Gang podcast, and an episode that was just about your Doctor Who fan fiction and stuff. Wow. And so, if you if you don't include them, I don't. Right, and also, you just choose one or two other episodes that you don't really like and don't. Them. Brilliant. Then right. this is episode two hundred. Episode two hundred of the worst writer in the world show. <laughs> How exciting! And it's always Famously been called, called that. That's right in the world show. <laughs> and so uh, when I realised that was coming, I was like, you know, we should do something to celebrate that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what do we what do we do on this show? We write things. Yes. Yeah. So I thought I should write something to celebrate um, two hundred episodes of the worst writer in the world show. Brilliant. So what I decided to write is something that I have called. Howard Long, the plot so far. Wow. It's a story about you, Howard, to celebrate you, because you are <laughs> the titular worst writer in the world. You are what this show is about, right? What? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if this is the first episode of the worst writer in the world you've ever listened to, then I'd like you to stop listening now, please, mm. and go and start with pretty much any other story. Ooh. Because this 
this and the next episode. This story is basically, as it's called the plot so far, it's going to be very... Like, refer it's going to reference other stories a lot. And if you listen to this first, it's going to make absolutely zero sense. And it's going to make you think this podcast is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and whether that's true or not, it's not fair to decide based on this episode. <laughs> All right, let's get started, shall we? Yes, please. <laughs> Long the plot so far. Ooh. Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. His writing career started out quite badly mm. with attempts such as When I went somewhere, I lost my truck. <laughs> or Norman has a big mouth to fit six buns in and he never forgets to close the elephant gate behind him. <laughs> or Thomas the Tank Engine went to the station and brought back anal clarinets. <laughs> Brilliant. And who can forget the classic, a lovely mum, a wonderful mum, a nice mum, <laughs> meat. <laughs> but Howard was a genius and he learned quickly. So soon he was grappling with complex plots such as... You are Tricky, a mouse. Mm. You have been sent by the Queen of Tist to find the gold wedding ring that she must wear next Saturday. Otherwise, she will have her head jumped off and an evil magician will take her place. Yeah. And before his age was even in double figures, wow. Howard had written the seminal classic, Nut Planet. <laughs> One summer day, Baby Warnut was in the garden. <laughs> Bad nut <laughs> may, <laughs> may look nice, but he is not. <laughs> I would not like to live on Nut Planet because I might trip over a nut. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't trip over a nut. I'd trip <laughs> over nuts. <laughs> Young Howard was so prolific, he wrote about 50 choose-your-own-adventure books while hmm. still at primary school. <laughs> and he had such confidence in his own ability that he sent all of them to Usborne, the publisher. Yeah. But in a shocking twist of cruel fate, Usborne didn't publish Howard's books, mm. despite the fact that they included such classic lines as which gambling do you wish to bet on? <laughs> and... The wizard asks you if you know a dwarf called Titch. If you say no, he kills you. <laughs> Poor young Howard. Why did the world not recognise his staggering genius? No. I mean, come on, I have a much clearer and happier memory of John and Don and the Magic Men's mm. than any other Choose Your Own Adventure book, which were all rubbish and Howard is the <laughs> king and the fact that Time Pig never got published just shows that you can't trust the publishing industry and Mr Usborne probably only publishes books that were written by his own son. <laughs> Young Howard was sad that Mr Usborne hated his books and thought they were just about opening doors. <laughs> so Howard did what he always did when he was sad. He went to talk to his twin sister, Rapunzel. Ooh. Oh, Rapunzel, said Howard. <laughs> I'm so bored and miserable living here in this big old house in Cold Town. I wish I could move to <laughs> London and become a famous writer of choose-your-own-adventure books. Why does no one want to read Postman Paul? You get to choose between opening 11 garages <laughs> and one of them has a murderer in. <laughs> I'm a bit busy checking the house for spiders at the moment, Howard, mm. said Rapunzel. They'll hide anywhere. Yesterday, I found 50 of them inside Hank Marvin. <laughs> he probably ate them because he was Hank Marvin, mm. said Howard. 
Then, when Rapunzel didn't laugh, he added, because he was Hank Marvin. <laughs> because he was Hank Marvin. Brilliant. I bet people in London don't eat spiders, he added. They eat nachos and outdoor <laughs> pizza and nut things in chocolate stuff, famously. And there's loads of monkeys swinging in the trees. <laughs> Although you need to be careful, because one of them might murder you and shove you up a chimney. Mm. And then Phoebe Cates will be upset. <laughs> Howard straightened his I Love London t-shirt and sighed <laughs> happily. Did you know that in London you can phone up a Frenchman and he'll bring you a curry? His name's Leronier and you don't even have to pay him with money. You can pay him with your legs. <laughs> Howard's somewhat inaccurate description of London was cut short when the double doors burst open and a filthy gaunt man with a bony head teetered in. Hmm. In one hand, he was holding a generous glass of whiskey. In the other was a brown envelope. Ooh. Dear, oh dear, oh dear, what's going on here, Ven? He said. It's me, Uncle Josiah, and I've got some exciting news for you both. Ooh. Is that a letter from Usborne, the publishers? Said Howard, mm -hmm. pointing at the envelope <laughs> with Usborne, the publishers, written clearly on the side. Mm. Uh, no, it isn't, said Uncle <laughs> Josiah, the greasy old toad. This is a letter from, um, some spiders. <laughs> oh, no spiders so spooky. <laughs> Yes, it's a letter from 800 spiders who want to come and stay here next week. <laughs> and I'm going to say yes because they're my spider babies. <laughs> oh, no, Uncle Josiah, I don't like spiders and that's also why I don't like Hank Marvin. <laughs> well, he is full of spiders, hmm. said Uncle Josiah, the sweaty ham. Hmm. But don't worry, I've organised for you two to go on a bus trip for gifted children all next week. So you won't be here when I meet with Usborne the publishers and pretend to be called Howard so I can steal all your money. <laughs> I beg your par, dog, said Howard. <laughs> I meant to say, uh, so you don't have to be here when the spiders arrive, mm. said Uncle Josiah, the rancid old Wellington boot full of sick. <laughs> Oh, Uncle Josiah, you're so considerate. I bet you'd never sell me to the next-door neighbour. <laughs> of course I would. And now go pack your bags. The bus will be here in ten minutes. Be quiet back there, shouted the driver, who was, rather improbably, called Rafe Dix. <laughs> hey, Carlos, said Howard, holding up a balloon. Why don't you piss in this so we can throw it at Rafe Dix? <laughs> I don't really need to go wee-wee right now, <laughs> said Prince Carlos of Lazy Pillockland. <laughs> I haven't had any boob milk in ages. <laughs> we need to get this kid some boob milk pronto, <laughs> said Rapunzel. <laughs> Has anyone got any boob milk? <laughs> Everyone on the bus looked at Jenny. <laughs> I'm 14, she said. <laughs> Old enough to marry a squire, said Danzy. <laughs> Old enough to get naked in the bath with your brother, said Derek. <laughs> Old enough to murder everyone in the world with spider wine, said Rapunzel. <laughs> All right, said Howard. Has anyone got any regular milk? Brent? Why would I? Britain's youngest novelist. Be carrying a pint of milk with me, said Brent. <laughs> what about you, Claire? Oh, I don't drink milk because it's used to kill pigs. <laughs> <laughs> what about Arthur? said Rapunzel. Hey, Arthur, have you got any milk in those two suitcases full of cake? Hmm. No, said Arthur. <laughs> Milk's 
Disgusting. I never drink it. Only cavemen. <laughs> Only cavemen drink milk. Is that what you are? A caveman? Do you live in a cave on Uranus with a rock called Rock Prostitute? Ooh, wicked burn grit. You're so salty that she put you in a bag and call you crisps. Arthur. Arthur did a little shimmy and gave himself a high five. <laughs> Howard, meanwhile, was having a brainwave in his melon. Hey, Arthur, do you have any milkshake? Of course. I've got a 50-litre barrel of chocolate milkshake. Gret Binchleaf loves chocolate milkshake. I'm famous for it, said Arthur. <laughs> so Howard and Rapunzel made Carlos drink chocolate milk until he was ready to piss in a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> then they threw it at the driver, Rafe Dix, who stopped the bus and jumped in a river. <laughs> right, that's it. I've had it with you two, said Rafe Dix. Now, you have a choice. Either I can take you straight home to have words with your weird Uncle Josiah, or we can go to the Court of Pie Powder People <gasps> and they'll decide what to do with you. Wow. Howard and Rapunzel didn't much like either of those options, but in the end they decided to go home, as they had no idea what the Court of Pie Powder People was, <laughs> and consequently it was quite scary. Mm. Better the Satan you know, said Howard, and they went home to face Uncle Josiah. Ooh. I've had it with you two, I really have, said Josiah, over a full pint glass of whiskey. How do you get kicked out of a school for problem idiots? <laughs> you said it was a school for the gifted, said Rapunzel. <laughs> that just means rich. I paid a fortune to send you on that bus trip and you came back immediately. <laughs> and now I'm very short on funds until Osborne pay me the advance for those choose-your-own-adventure books I stole from Howard. <laughs> What? Oh, nothing, nothing. The point is, I've got no money, so I've had to sell one of you. <laughs> Uncle Josiah pointed at Howard. <gasps> Not you, obviously, he said. <laughs> no one wanted to buy the boy one. And besides, I need to keep you in case you write more choose-your-own-adventure books that I can steal and sell. Oh, nothing, nothing. So I sold Rapunzel to the next-door neighbour. <gasps> Not, said Rapunzel, with fear in her voice. Squire Allen? <laughs> That's right, I've sold you to Squire Allen. He's coming to pick you up tomorrow and he's going to give me a load of chickens and a turkey that he says randomly got in his car. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah... Brilliant. Finish that story off. Mm, yeah. So, Rapunzel, put a nice necklace on and be ready to move out. <laughs> Howard, go and do the dishes or something. <laughs> you can use the new frying pan cleaner that I bought from Mr. Quackers. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Josiah finished his whiskey in a single gulp and stalked from the room. <laughs> oh, Howard, what are we going to do? I don't want to live with Squire Allen. He's all old and stinky and mean. Hmm. And his name's Allen, which is the most <laughs> unforgivable thing about him. Whatever shall I do? I've got a plan, said Howard. You give me your necklace and clothes and pants. <laughs> and I'll pretend to be you and I'll go live with him and marry him and have sex with him. <laughs> Why do you think that will work? <laughs> because we're identical twins, so he'll never know the difference. Unless he sees me naked in the bath, and even then I reckon I can bluff my way out of it. I could. Howard, we're not identical, <laughs> said Rapunzel. We're also not twins. I'm quite a lot older than you, you know that, right? 
It's the perfect plan. <laughs> Turning into Graham Finchley, quite yeah. badly. This yeah, it's fine. It's the perfect plan, said Howard. Yeah. Now take your pants off and hand them over. <laughs> Surprisingly, Howard's plan did work, and the next day he moved out of Hemlock Chase and into Century Chase next door. <laughs> It's romantic, this, isn't it? said Howard. Like Romeo and Juliet. Except Romeo's a disgusting old pedo with no teeth and <laughs> Juliet's an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing, nothing, said Howard. So, are we going to have sex now? No, I didn't buy you for sex, said Squire Allen. I bought you to say nice things to me. I beg your parduck, said Howard, said Cred. <laughs> I beg your parduck, said Howard. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> I've got quite low self-esteem, said the squire. I think it's because I've always felt inferior to Squire Valen, who lives on the other side of your house. <laughs> he always beat me in the 500-metre sprint at Squire School, and he always wins at Squire Monopoly. And he's not called Alan, the lucky <laughs> bastard. And you should see his wife. She's a fully adult 13-year-old girl, mm. not an 8-year-old boy like you obviously are. <laughs> I'm not sure that a 13-year-old girl is an adult, said Howard. <laughs> Agree to disagree, <laughs> said yeah. Squire Allen. Now, it's about time for my morning bowel evacuation, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you need to come with me and tell me how good my turds are. Yeah. I beg your pardon, donkey. I want you to congratulate me on my poo. Tell me it's the greatest log you ever laid eyes on. Say it's beautiful and you want to put it in a glass case and create a museum to my bum dookies. <laughs> OK, said Howard. But before we do that, why don't I make you a cup of tea? I promise I won't put any spiders in it. <laughs> So Howard made Squire Allen some tea, and he did put lots of spiders in it. Oh, no. Fortunately, drinking spiders is not deadly, so Squire <laughs> Allen was just a bit annoyed. <laughs> that was disgusting, said wow. Squire Allen. You know, I've heard that everyone eats 50 spiders a year. Now I understand how. It's you going around putting them in people's tea. I'm starting to regret buying you. I think I'll return you and see if your uncle will refund my chickens and that turkey that got in my car. <laughs> Extract from The Secret Diary of Howard Long, aged nine and two thirtieths. Amazing. Tuesday the 3rd of December. Woke up. Ate breakfast. Watched TV. Button Moon, Mr Ben, Clangers, so on. Played <laughs> spider hands with Rapunzel. I lost. Went bed. <laughs> Wednesday the 4th of December. Woke up, went on a bus trip, threw balloon of piss at driver, came home. <laughs> Uncle Josiah said he sold Rapunzel to the neighbour, went bed. Mm -hmm. Thursday the 5th of December. Woke up. Squire Allen came to pick up Rapunzel, but I put her pants on and went instead. <laughs> Tried to murder Squire Allen with spiders, but it didn't work. Came home, went bed. <laughs> Friday the 6th of December. Woke up. Decided to go see how Rapunzel had been getting along without me. Discovered she had died of window disease <laughs> while I was living next door for ten minutes. <laughs> Cried, went bed. Saturday the 7th of December. No school today, brill. No, hang on. I forgot that I like school because I'm a massive nerd loser. <laughs> so when I found out there was no school, I cried. And then I cried some more because girls exist. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. did homework, wrote three choose-your-own-adventure books all about opening doors. Then, in the afternoon, <laughs> my good... <laughs> Then, in the afternoon, my good friend Smith came round and said he wanted to bet on something. Brilliant. So we raced our bikes down the sewer. <laughs> Smith got eaten by mole, so I think I won, went bed. <laughs> Sunday the 8th of December. Woke up. Decided to go down the quarry to meet my gang. Jay dared me to jump over the quarry pit on my bike. I said no because it was impossible. And he called me Freddy Scaredy Shit Pants. Oh, I cried. <laughs> So I cried. Then he called me Freddy Scaredy Shit Pants Crybaby, so I stopped crying. Mm. Then I went home for dinner and had to sit next to my mum, who is a girl, so I cried again. <laughs> <laughs> went <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monday the 9th of December. Woke up, went school, brill. Got 19 out of 20 and a merit from Mr Cotton because I did a particularly clever fart in class. <laughs> <laughs> Mr Cotton said that quality farting showed quality bean consumption and that meant I didn't have Aldi beans in my cupboard and therefore I was posh and good. Yes. Then he called Robert poor, fat and stupid and said he needed to be punished with three whips, whip, whip, whip. <laughs> Robert started crying, so Mr Cotton gave him three more whips, whip, 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 and then we all went home, whip, 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 bed. <laughs> Tuesday the 10th of December. Woke up, went school, came home. Played Lego with Rufus. I won. Mm. Wrote a letter to Santa. I asked him for a giant caterpillar called Ben that I could ride in the circus. <laughs> I hope he can fit such a large present into his famous Porsche. Went bed. <laughs> Wednesday the 11th of December. Went to a funeral today for my good but now dead friend, Chad Wadigan, who had a good-sized <laughs> penis that women would like and whose jacket had won many medals. He died when his grandma Grumps cut him in half because she thought he was a worm. Then she got really confused when, instead of becoming two worms, he became one dead boy. <laughs> I was really sad when I first learned he had died, but I got over it by making a video of all Chad's favourite things and watching it over and over until I was sick of it and hated him and was glad he was dead, went bed. <laughs> did you? Wait, did you, like, did you just remember things or have you just spent the last week re-listening to the entire 200-episode back catalogue of The Worst Writer no, in the World? No, I, re I remember things. I, I mean, I had to look at the episodes and like, like work out, like try and think of a thing from each one, but I tended to go for the things that I remember. Hmm. Thursday the 12th of December. Woke up, watched TV, A-Team and other things in bed. Mm -mm. I am going to the cinema tonight to see an exciting new film. My favourite <laughs> film is Every Which Way But Loose because I like it when the gorilla smokes, <laughs> smokes a cigar. I don't know anything about that film. I'm just fucking guessing. <laughs> I like it when the gorilla smokes a cigar. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought the movie was going to be Biggles. <laughs> well, let's carry on. My second... <laughs> My second favourite film is Biggles. <laughs> that famous 80s movie, Biggles. <laughs> My third favourite film is The Hunchback of Amsterdam. <laughs> I love it when Quasimodo says, Debellen, Debellen, ich heb Dorst Esmerelda and Calvin Yao. That's a really good bit. Oh, good. But tonight, we're going to see a brand new film that looks brillo-dillo, it does. 
It's called Revenge of the Living Dead Went the Wrong Way Humanoid Mole People oh. and I can't wait. Brilliant. Cut to many years later. Howard was, quite frankly, too old to be going to the cinema to watch films called Revenge of the Living Dead <laughs> Went the Wrong Way Humanoid Mole People. <laughs> but go to the cinema he did do, and he was do, and he <laughs> have do. God, I love films about moles, said Howard. <laughs> As he walked home from the cinema with his two best friends, Eric Jenkins and Satan. <laughs> Satan? They're not actual moles, said Eric. They're humanoid mole people. I love every one of the 1,061 films about humanoid mole people, obviously, said Howard. But I think that one's my favourite. I must have seen it 200 times. Wow. Oh, I didn't like the characterisation of Satan in that film, said Satan. Oh, they removed all my gravitas and made me seem ridiculous. Oh, 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 oh gravitas. <laughs> I thought it was wicked cool, said Howard. My favourite character was Len Lidragon. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It I was. loved it when he got in that lift and... Um, well, well, just when he got in the lift... <laughs> My favourite character was Mathy Man, said Eric Jenkins. Although coming in the close second was Can Only See One Colour Steve. Yeah, well, it was quite telltale that our favourite characters, because they are our favourite characters, from uh, are ones that didn't actually exist in the original draft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but Satan's still got to say his favourite. Okay. My favourite character was the Cyber Lord, said Satan. <laughs> what? said Eric and Howard. Oh, 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 I mean Satan, Lord High Satan of the Underworld. Mm. He was great. I, I like the way he kept drilling for Balleranium. <laughs> oh, Balleranium. <laughs> they arrived at Eric Jenkins' house, where Eric had said they could all go and drink milk together. <laughs> and his wife definitely wouldn't mind. Just don't talk about humanoid mole people in front of her. She hates them and me and you. <laughs> As the three moviegoers walked into Eric's house, they found a big hole in the floor of his blue kitchen and his wife's severed head rolling around like a football. Illu, <laughs> said PC Andrew Wilkinson, who was on patrol and happened to be passing. <laughs> Looks like someone committed a crime. Crime, said Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Crime, said Howard. <laughs> Let me have a... <laughs> Let me have a gander at the situation. PC Andrew Wilkinson used his shrewd power of observation to look at the room. As he did so, his truncheon began to spin around in a circle, as it did when he got a clue. <laughs> it's obvious who done it, said Andrew Wilkinson. It can't have been Eric Jenkins, because whoever heard of a man killing his own wife? <laughs> and dear Mr Satan here obviously wouldn't hurt a fly. Mm. Oh, no, I only hurt people and Daleks. Oh, <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> that just leaves Howard. It's a fair cop. You have the right to be arrested by me. <laughs> Howard languished in jail with a G for days. And the worst part was that he couldn't watch mole movies. And the other worst part was that he was in jail with a G. 
And the third worst part was that while he was there, he lost his job and his silver toothpick and even worse, his house vanished. <laughs> What's that noise? said Howard. Footsteps coming down the corridor, coming to get me. Howard had become convinced that humanoid mole people were real and they'd killed Eric Jenkins' wife. And it had been some time since Howard had heard PC Andrew Wilkinson or any other police officers, so moles had probably got them as well. Mm. And now they were coming for him. The footsteps were drawing closer and closer. There could only be one explanation. Howard knew exactly who was about to turn the corner. Hello, it's me, Tom Baker Doctor <laughs> Who, said Tom Baker Doctor Who. Howard, I need your help on a very special TARDIS adventure. Amazing. An adventure so TARDIS, I'm calling it TARDIS is Five. Subjectively, not long after, Howard and Tom Baker Doctor Who were facing the Cyberlord in his massive drill. Stop fucking drilling, OK? said Tom Baker <laughs> Doctor Who. And stop spraying gold on Daleks. I'm fucking sick of you cyber losers. Uh, but if I stop drilling, what will I do with my massive long drill? Mm. I don't know. Why don't you turn it into a train? Has it got a hairdressing carriage? <laughs> Listen, I'll agree to stop drilling, said the Cyberlord. If you tell this twazzock to let go of my head... I'm restraining his head, shouted Howard. I've got his head fully restrained. I can't let my head unit get too hot or it'll fail. And you know what that means? It means I'll have to go into a primitive state of hibernation to fix it. And what if my Caltron is active? No one, including the Cyberlord, had a clue what any of that meant. You know, you sound very familiar, Howard said to the Cyberlord, without letting go of his head. Did you used to be red instead of gold, have horns instead of handles, and call yourself Lord Satan instead of Cyberlord? Mm. Uh, uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Me, go to the cinema to watch movies about humanoid mole people. <laughs> Never. Mm. You really do remind me of Satan, said Howard. You know what this whole situation reminds me of, said Tom Baker Doctor Who? It reminds me of when I went to visit my good friend Richard Bryars in Holspital. He's a very famous TV actor and rat. <laughs> and he was in Holspital because some kids had stapled his feet to a brick or something. Anyway, there was this badger there and a mole and a fucking frog. And I, I thought, well, this isn't very hygienic. So I shot them all with my famous gun. How is that in any way similar to this? asked the Cyberlord. Tom Baker Doctor Who took out his famous gun and shot the Cyberlord <laughs> in the face. Because of my famous gun, he hey. said. My head unit, said the Cyberlord, <laughs> then fell over and died. Mm. Let's see you drill your way out of that one, said Tom Baker Doctor Who. <laughs> hey, said a cyber voice behind them. What did you do to my boyfriend? Tom Baker Doctor Who and Howard spun around like confused Daleks to find Vaughn the Cyberman facing them with a very unusual gun. Oh shit, he's got the brain scrambling gun. Don't scramble my brains. You shot my gold boyfriend right in the head unit. It doesn't matter how long he spends in a primitive state of hibernation, that's never going to grow back. <laughs> Vaughn the Cyberman shot Tom Baker Doctor Who in the noggin. My brain! He's scrambling my brain! shouted Tom Baker Doctor Who. 
I'm becoming stupider. I'm forgetting how gravity works. I'll never be able to land in my own he portal watch now. I don't even know what a he portal watch is. T T. <laughs> what? Said Howard. Nothing, nothing. Said Tom Baker, Doctor Who. <laughs> Quick, Howard. We'd better get in my time TARDIS and take you back home to the past before I forget how the thing works. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer. to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. We'll be back next week with the second and final part of this 200 episode celebration that is happening around episode 206 or whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like more stuff by us, then go to patreon.com slash manbycow and see just what an enormous amount you could get for as little as $2 a month. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye-bye, Milk. Bye-bye, Milk. Here's a stupid... Suck ass rubbish writer. Yeah.